News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. The government has failed to tackle rip-off energy costs, so says Sinn Féin spokesperson on finance, Piers Doherty. This is after new figures from Eurostat found Irish energy prices have not fallen in line with other European countries. Uh, Piers, um, what's your criticism of the government here? Well, uh, we can see from both the Central Statistics Office figures and figures released by Eurostat that uh, consumers in Ireland continue to uh, be charged some of the highest prices in Europe. Uh, And not only that are we being charged the highest prices in Europe for energy costs, but during the crisis, and we all know why energy costs have spiked right across Europe. It happened as a result of the illegal invasion by Russia and Ukraine. Uh, But during that period, energy costs increased right across Europe. The difference was that it increased more sharper in Ireland than most other European countries. So we got a further increase uh, than most other European countries. This is despite the fact that we are one of the highest energy costs um, before the war in Ukraine. But the second thing and the thing that's most disappointing is that if you look across Europe, um, from October last year, prices had began to fall and it began to fall sharply uh, in in a number of countries. Uh, Yet in Ireland, that hasn't happened. In Ireland, that has basically flatlined. There has been no reductions in the CSO show that there's been a small increase in the last month. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong, um, uh, because I'm I'm certainly not an expert in this area. We take our, our energy prices follow gas prices. We take our gas prices from the British market, though, not the EU market. We well and yes. And, are are and, you comparing apples and oranges? Is my question. I no, suppose. no. What we're not we, because we are looking at uh, obviously we are looking at uh, that we do take a, a large proportion of our gas from the the British market. That's correct in relation to pipelines, particularly from Scotland. Um, but I think what we've called for here is we've called uh, last June uh, on behalf of Sinn Fein. I wrote to the Regulation of Utilities, the Commission, and asked them to carry out an intensive, intrusive supervision of retail pricing. Um, you know, before the war in Ukraine, I was meeting with energy companies asking them why prices are increasing so much. Energy companies were telling me that they're hedging, which means that they're buying and uh, they're buying their 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 energy in advance, usually about eight months. That 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 practice may have changed. Maybe they've hedged longer as the war in Ukraine uh, broke out. But what we've seen here, which is unusual, is that no energy company in the main has reduced their domestic energy prices for anybody, despite the fact that the peak that we've seen in terms of energy costs uh, right across Europe has happened actually last October. Uh, so okay. despite the fact that we're now in August, that we not have not seen anything. And I thought what was quite interesting... Well, well the, government has, the government has announced it's bringing in a new windfall tax. It's, it's kicking in this week. But first of all, if, like that, that was only announced. That only happened because Europe basically forced them to do so. The Minister for Finance at the time, Pascal Donoghue, was adamant against a windfall tax. But thankfully, they have now introduced a windfall tax. But the problem is, for example, in relation to non-gas reserves, that the windfall tax only applies till June of this year, which means it doesn't exist anymore for that portion. And in relation to the other portion of when the windfall tax actually kicks in at a rate that is too late. So, for example, they allow twenty percent of additional profits beyond what was normal profits. And we proposed all amendments to deal with this. But what I thought was very helpful, and if people should look at the uh, commentary from the ESRI, the, the, their summer, summer commentary, which came out last month, and they made it very clear that a sustained decrease in wholesale gas prices, which is not followed by a reduction in retail prices within 6 to 12 months, should be investigated for evidence of anti-competitive behaviour. And I would okay. argue that that's exactly what we've been seeing. That's why I've written to the Commission. And indeed, the Commission, in fairness to 
of them did come back to me this week and said that they're taking the contents of what I wrote to them back in June very, very serious because I believe now that there's a serious question to answer in relation to energy companies. Why are we not seeing any reductions whatsoever in relation to prices? Why is it taking so long for reductions to be passed through? When will reductions be passed through? Is there price gouging? Is there anti-competitive practice going on as the ESRI asked for it to be? Okay, fair questions. All, all, all very fair questions. And the teacher said March that he would take action, but he hasn't taken action. That's okay, the problem. Um, That's you, what we're, you, we're calling the government out on this. Right, and, 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 and very legitimate to do so. You mentioned the ESRI. Now, they would never get involved in politics, obviously. But I, I, from listening to what they've said over the last year, I don't get the impression they're fans of Sinn Féin's proposal to cap energy prices. Well, I haven't heard their commentary in relation to that, so I'm not sure that... Where, well, where well what, they say is, okay. what they say is the best way to target households in energy poverty is, is through the tax system and the welfare system. Uh, and I, I, I think they ha- would have concerns uh, about uh, a price cap because they would say Pierce Doherty and Shane Coleman, who both have good salaries, get the same benefit as Joe and Mary, who are living on uh, welfare or who are living at, at risk of poverty. If you, and, go the, and, if you go the price cap route. And I would agree that if we have a system that is set up that is basically income related um, and we have had plenty of time as a state to actually develop a system like that now because we're well on to these increases in terms of energy prices, then a system like that should be uh, should be created that could target those on low, low incomes better in terms of their energy uh, consumption. We don't have that. Like we had this discussion with the regulation of utilities at the very start and that system doesn't exist and the, the absence of that system System, we have to look at what is happening in other countries throughout Europe. So, for example, in Germany, a very, very conservative country. We know that they're not, you know, they're very frugal. Yeah. What they have done is they have said, listen, we are giving a certainty to all of our domestic customers that this is the rate that you'll be charged in terms of electricity. And we're not paying the electricity companies any money more than what they're uh, buying electricity for in the wholesale market above a, a certain percentage. The same happens in Netherlands. The same happens in countries right across Europe. Yeah, the danger with that, that uh, the danger with that, and, and again, this is I've heard the SRI saying this, the danger of that is you get people uh, exiting the market. If, if you over-regulate, uh, that you will get firms cutting uh, or uh, leaving the market. That reduces choice. That's ultimately bad for competition. That's bad for price. Well, first of all, the, the companies are being paid for what they are, what they will receive, what they are buying energy in relation to the the wholesale market plus a margin. So, you know, it's not a case that they're not profitable or that, that that you're punishing them. What you're not allowing is the type of bonanza profits that we've seen. Like last year, remember, ESB recorded a hundred percent increase in relation to their profits after tax. We've seen other companies having bonanza profits, and why is this happening? It's happening on the back of ordinary people. It's happening. On the, on, the, on the back of bills that are coming in. And look, the government would like to present, and the government have intervened in energy, and I don't take that away from them, but they'd like to present the fact that they have done so much in terms of energy costs, despite the fact, as I said, before the war in Ukraine, we were one of the highest energy prices in Europe in the first oh. instance. And then during the war, we had the ha- sharpest increase across Europe, and now we're not getting the reductions. But despite okay. all of that, and take, don't take my words for it, look at Eurostat. Eurostat published country-by-country country examples. In terms of a percentage to GDP, 
we are one of the worst countries in Europe that has intervened in relation to supports for households for energy costs. This, this is despite the 200 euro credits. What I'm saying is that countries across Europe are doing far more, even if we take it per capita, per head of population. In terms of there is 11 other countries that have done more per head of population to support their citizens in terms of energy costs, despite, Shane, the fact that before this crisis started, they were paying a lot less than Irish consumers. And okay. that's why I'm saying when Leo Varadkar said in March that he was going to intervene if energy companies didn't reduce their costs, I'm saying, show me the money. Where, where, when are you going to intervene? What are you going well, to do? Well, they would say they have, they would, they, they would say they have uh, intervened with, with a windfall tax. Uh, can I put it to you finally, though? Uh, for example, a price cap does absolutely nothing to conserve energy. And this comes back again to the criticisms of Sinn Fein. You don't have a climate policy. You don't have any policy when it comes to climate change uh, and, and to tackling that? Well, first of all, we do have a, a huge, a large number of climate policies, and Darnell Keefe has, has outlined many of those and made amendments, for example, to this windfall tax legislation that would actually benefit customers and that would see the benefit, additional benefit that would come in if our amendments were accepted, uh, reimbursed to individuals. In relation to a cap, I make this point. There are Greens involved in governments right across Europe, and these type of caps, these type of supports are there. There are measures, Shane, that you can introduce in terms of a cap, for example, that it only applies to a certain proportion of the normal energy consumption of a, of a household that actually supports the idea of uh, of conservation. What okay, we have is, uh, what we had as a government proposal was two hundred euros. There are people that have holiday homes that have built up credits of six hundred euros, eight hundred euros because they're not in the house, they don't live in the house, the fridges aren't on, the lights aren't on, the washing machines aren't on, but they're getting credits. There are people that have okay, multiple Pierce. homes and they're still benefiting. So look, Pierce I would ask Sarthi. the government to back what we are saying to look at what the yes rising. Let's look to see if there's anti-competitive uh, behaviour here. Let's tackle this price gouging and let's Pierce. get energy costs reduced for consumers. Thank you, Piers Doherty, uh, Sinn Féin spokesperson for finance. Now. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.